Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger, and today I am going to talk to you about the anti-inflammatory couple. There's a lot of talk in the health field for a long time now about inflammation. It seems like all medical uh, problems have something to do with inflammation. Inflammation, of course, we know it is if somebody gets hurt on the shoulder or face or they're anywhere, things swell up and the he- blood rushes to that area to make it heal. And there's an inflammatory response to protect from healing. Uh, but when it comes to cancer, it's, a, it's an inflammatory disease caused by a, a, a proliferation of cancer cells. Allergies is, anti, is, is, infl- is inflammatory. Diabetes, heart issues. I'm trying to think, I mean, just about anything that we could think of is inflammatory um, uh, that, that are problematic. In the uh, emotional well-being field, anxiety is an inflammatory response in our stress system. Uh, and all the other depression, there is, a, there is, you could say, some kind of inflammatory response. We uh, know, since I mentioned stress, that stress is very inflammatory if we have chronic stress. What happens is when we have stress and it passes, there's an anti-inflammatory response. So the inflammatory one is when the, par- the sympathetic nervous system kicks in and gets us all geared up for an emergency. And then the emergency passes and the parasympathetic nervous system comes in and kind of repairs the system and rests and digests. So uh, when I look at couples, there are inflammatory couples. They, get, they just trigger each other. Uh, they can either, tr- they bicker, they get loud, they get escalated. Or it could be the opposite. They shut down. Or one person shuts down, which inflames the other person because they don't like that you shut down. And then they get inflamed and in and, and reaction. And then the sort of inflammatory response for the other person often is to shut down more. So it's really more of a shutdown. But inflam- inflammation, an inflammatory couple is one where they haven't learned how to de-escalate. They haven't learned how to regulate each other's nervous system in healthy ways. So that this kind of sympathetic reaction, fight or flight passes and the parasympathetic comes in and helps you rest. They call it rest and digest because when we're stressed, it's probably not a good idea to eat and digestion gets um, interfered with and when we are out of crisis, then we could eat. And the same thing goes for sex in inflammatory relationships, especially in women, but oftentimes men too, the sexual response gets shut down because who really cares about sex when we're in a crisis, we're in, in a state of emergency. So we have to create what I call it an, an anti-inflammatory relationship. And I'll talk in a few minutes about how to do that. But I also just want to talk about the connection between how we are as a couple and our own bodies and minds. Inflammatory mind is filled up, it's busy, 
uh, an inflammatory body is stressed and oftentimes having different symptoms in one organ system or another, digestive issues or higher blood pressure in the cardiovascular system or even skin problems in the in the skin system, um, just about any system of the body can be affected by by stress. So we have to develop an inflammatory an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. Now we know certain foods, just to be complete, also can be inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. There are foods like sugar that inflame the system. They get it rid up. It's got to quickly get rid of it. Anything where the body has to get rid of something, it's inflammatory. Get rid of that allergen. Get rid of that cancer cell. Get rid of that uh, toxic thing in the food. Um, get rid of sugar. It's got to clear it out. So anti-inflammatory foods are those that are calming and soothing that help nourish us so that our body can be that good filter. So when it comes to relationship, now let me focus on that. Communication is the key. And communication could be inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. And when you have anti-inflammatory communication, your body is also calming down and has less inflammation. It's very, very much of a connection. Know that if you're having an inflamed dialogue with your partner, your body's getting inflamed too. Your mind's getting quicker, your body's getting more stressed, body systems are getting affected. And related to how we regulate each other, we gotta regulate ourselves. So you know, that's why I talk a lot in different things, including my Meditation for Couples program, anything that could help us regulate and, and um, take some of the inflammation out of ourselves, puts us in a better situation so that we could be anti-inflammatory with our partner and help regulate them. So this is a connection between self-regulation and regulating our partner and vice versa, vice versa. As I regulate my partner, which I'll explain specifically what I mean by that in a minute, it also helps regulate me. So there's always this paired response between regulating myself, regulating my partner and back. So it's incumbent upon us then to practice doing the things that are anti-inflammatory with our partner. Okay, so what are those things? Well, I mentioned we got to regulate each other's autonomic nervous system. So one of the things is when our partner is stressed, that our job is to be great listeners. We have to do anything we can to put ourselves in a position to be great listeners. And sometimes, again, that means regulating ourselves, taking a breath or two. Let's say our partner is stressed because of something we did. So if my wife comes to me and says, I'm mad at you because you did this, my inflammatory system might kick in if I see it as a threat. So I have to change that perception that it's not a threat. It's just something my partner is experiencing. So one of the biggest inflammatory responses we have is when we take things personally. And just about nothing is personal, even if it seems that way. If my wife is angry at me for something I did, she's angry. It's her experience. It's not personal. Now, maybe I could take a look at my behavior and decide that, wow, I really did make a mistake. I really need to get better at this. Or maybe I totally have a different perception too. But my key is to regulate her in that moment. So as to tune in 
is to empathically listen, is to make room for her experience of being angry at me in this example. So take a breath, a two, a three, a four, a five, whatever it takes. Remember, it's not personal. My partner is revealing an experience to me. She's honoring me with telling me what's going on with her. Right? And as she does that, I realize it's not personal. And it's my job to just go, oh, and notice her. Wow, you're going through this. You're angry at me. Tell me more about that. Tell me about that. And I give her the message that I can handle your experience and I could be present for your experience. That instantly will help her calm down a bit. That doesn't mean she's suddenly thrilled with me, but because I've given her that space to be angry, I'm telling you, she becomes a little less angry and a little more trusting. And if I stay with that as she shares and I say to her, okay, so I see you're angry because of ABC, anything else? I'm regulating her. It's impossible for her to become more inflamed. She'll be less inflamed because that's what happens when I stay present for her, no matter what she's feeling. Now, of course, if she has the presence of mind to regulate herself before she speaks, maybe she'll say it in a way that's easier for me to listen. That's true. But it's up to me to regulate no matter what she's saying. I can't control her. And it's up to her to regulate no matter what's going on with me. Of course, it's easier if she regulates for a second and says, I have to tell you I'm really angry at you versus you're such an asshole. <laughs> that would be harder. But since I try to practice raising my standards, if she has a sloppy moment, even then I have to practice going, she just called me an asshole. It's not personal. It's, she's experiencing something and she's not handling her, her emotions very well, maybe at this moment in this hypothetical example, but it's all it is. It's not personal. So I take a breath or two or three, I go, mm, not crazy about you calling me that name, but tell me what's going on with you. Does that seem outlandish or crazy? It's not. I mean, it's what's going on. It, it allows that person to, to experience whatever they're experiencing. And, you know, hopefully they'll even say, yeah, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. I shouldn't have said it like that. So we learn to appreciate that we're different people and we have different experiences. And when we allow for that experience to be as it is, now we're in a position to regulate and it becomes an anti-inflammatory relationship. We're all different. Look, I'm wearing my USC shirt today over here. I have my letters here. Um, and it's because I taught my last semester, uh, last class for my semester here today. So I wore my shirt. My wife went to UCLA. You know, we're different. We went to different colleges. We've had different experiences. She had a different family of origin than me. There's a lot of differences. It's not personal. If there's one takeaway from this, this talk I'm giving you today is notice how much you take things personal. And that can lead to defensiveness and reactionary uh, responses as opposed to staying present and tuning in. And as we learn to make room for each other and listen, we calm down, we don't feel as threatened, 
the parasympathetic nervous system comes in, helps us relax, and then our bodies are healthier. Our minds quiet down. Obviously, it's important to take the time to be with each other and listen to these things, as well as take the time to enjoy each other, tune into what each other wants and needs, have pleasant experiences together. All of that is anti-inflammatory. The anti-inflammatory relationship is one, not only where you become present for each other's pain, but that your partner's in pleasure, partner's in pain, partner's in pleasure, right? Your pips, partner's in pain, partner's in pleasure, partner's in you know, you you make the time to play with each other. You you make room for uh, physical connections and intimacy sexually and uh, all of that. But it all starts with communication. It all starts with creating that anti-inflammatory response, making room for the other person. So if you could take away that, I would love it. Relationships for most of us have the potential for us to increase our mental and physical well-being and to enjoy each other more and more and more. Let's exercise that capacity. Why not? This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to ToddKrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.